TNT Talk. Hey everybody, it's Tracy and Tamish with the TNT Talk podcast. I'm Tracy. And I'm Tamish. And we're here to chat about the latest episode of The Walking Dead. What number are we on, Tamish? I don't even know, Tracy. It's been a long journey. (laughs) (laughs) We have journeyed all the way to episode 14 of season 8. So that means we only have two left. And uh, the episode is called Still Gotta Mean Something. (laughs) We'll get to that later, that title. But um, there were quite a few things going on in this episode, quite a few storylines, a lot to uh, a lot to take in. I definitely needed to watch the episode twice. Um, And uh, and then also tonight, I don't have a game. So I've I'm giving Tamish a break this week. Uh, I was going to say that Kit Kat bar. (laughs) I do not own the rights to that music. Whoop. The you could say the big cat bar then the big cat bar yeah <laughs> that Michonne and Carl share so I was gonna ask you how you feel about that but obviously you feel pretty good that I don't have a game tonight woo she's in she's in good spirits everybody so um, we have a lot of great questions from one of our um, listeners and uh, one time co-host Cynthia so I'm looking forward to get to some of those we're gonna get her back on the podcast too um, we're gonna make that work out sometime. But we're going to go through a couple of questions each since we have extras from Cynthia. Um, We'll ask each other the question, find out what the other person thinks, and then share our own opinions and find out how much we agree or disagree and uh, see how explosive our um, commentary is because that's what we like to do on the TNT podcast. podcast. So, all right, why don't you hit me up with your first one, Tamish? Oh, my Henry, my Henry. Oh, my Henry, my Henry. Oh, I'm oh Henry. Eight. Oh, Henry. That's a candy bar, too. Yes, I know. But in this, this particular place, it was almost Walker bait. Okay? <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, I have to literally eat crow because when we were talking on the last podcast, I said, and I admitted, I said Henry was not going to make it. He was going to get killed. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that was not the case. Mm-hmm. Not the case. Round of applause. Woo! You made it, Henry. All right. For now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. For now. Nothing is ever safe in the apocalypse. Nope. So, Tracy, your question is about Henry versus Sophia. So, the questions I'm going to ask you, I need you to apply it to both of them, okay? Okay. All right. Who do you think is stronger uh, as far as physically and emotionally? What are some of their similarities? And why? Give me two reasons why Carol loved both of them. Wow, that's a long question. All right, so let me recap here so I got it. Um, which one is stronger? Physically and emotionally. And then two reasons why Carol loved them. Is that the question? So I guess this is my game for the night. How much can Tracy remember? (laughs) Yeah, not enough. (laughs) Who is stronger? Who is stronger? Okay. What similarities do they both share? Similarities. Okay. And why does two reasons why Carol loves both of them? Okay. All right. Um, Stronger physically, um, 
maybe Henry because he's been working out with that stick, so he's probably built some little muscles up. <laughs> and and Sophia, she was carrying around her doll, and that's probably a little bit lighter than the stick. So um, he, you know, he's been purposefully working out and learning to fight in the apocalypse, which she was not. Um, emotionally she may be a little stronger because she was facing a lot of challenges in her little young life with her abusive dad um that was a tough tough situation very upsetting and so i just can't imagine the things that she's had to handle and you know face in her little young life so emotionally she might uh have the edge on henry although henry has had a lot of loss his dad uh, we don't know what happened with his mom, but his dad and his brother. So they, they've both faced a lot, but um, she might have might have the edge there. Um, and the fact that Henry wants to fight and wants to to be involved. You know, Sophia did not want to seem like she did not want to be fighting walkers um, or anyone. So similarities. Okay, they both faced a lot of um hard things emotionally we just talked just mentioned that um similarities the actors that play them are brother and sister in real life yes similarities they um either have carol as a mother or see her as somewhat of a mothering figure um there's that maternal type relationship with carol um, they did say, I think on the Talking Dead, that the space they used in the episode where she found Henry was the exact same space, I guess, on the on the studio lot, probably, um, that they used with Sophia. Um, or maybe they just made it to look like that. Did I, I don't know if I got that right or not. But um, I thought they said it was the like the same place. Um, okay, why does Carol love them? Well, she loves her flesh and blood, her daughter. Um, they were obviously bonded. I mean, you could tell in the the first couple seasons that well that they were they were close. They probably depended on each other a lot um, in dealing with Ed. I don't even like saying his name. Ugh. He's um, no longer Ed. He, he's a yeah, dead walker. Yeah, yeah he, he's just dead he's instead of dead Ed. Ed. <laughs> um, so you know they they were, were closely bonded. Um, you said two things. Um, I mean, I think, I think Sophia was, was sweet. I remember at Walker's Talker Con talking to Madison Lentz a little bit about Sophia and some comparisons with, um, her character now she plays in Bosch and yeah, what were some possible characteristics that were similar, even though they're very different environments. And she talked about how, um, she wanted to just be a normal regular kid um in both situations you know and and i think she mentioned how when they were riding in the jeep or whatever she was talking they were all talking about maybe going to the grand canyon and stuff so i mean i think she was just a sweet kid that even though she they faced a lot of hard stuff with ed they you know they still had fun together um and wanted to have fun in the future and get through this apocalyptic thing so those are my two things for Sophia and then two things about Henry um I think she, I think Carol even though she kept saying you know stay inside you're not going to fight it's not good for you to do this I still think she admired his spirit and his spunk so I think she likes that about him and um I think she 
she probably he I think he is about the same age in the story that Sophia was um, before she passed so she probably just has some special memories of a, a child that age so she probably likes that about him too just um, remembering a little young person did I answer everything? He did. Yay! Was, was that just one big game for you to me? No. Or was it I, a you hit on some stuff that I was that I had thought about and some stuff that I hadn't thought about. But I I was just um, very interested in that comparison because it was like Henry made it. Henry made it and Sophia didn't. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh, how did that happen? So that's what made me. Oh, think you know, the other thing, the other thing I was going to mention one more thing, because you just made me think of that too, that he knew Carol as a, as Carol, as a fighter and tough and strong. And even though she was strong for her daughter, for Sophia, I'm not saying she was weak. She was a different person back then. Yep. She was strong emotionally, but she was a different person. So Sophia had her as a different type of role model. And so that may also impact how Henry... Um, was able to survive better. He has different types of role models in yeah. his life. And I think this was the, uh, the maybe the writer's way of apologizing for killing Sophia off so early. Maybe. <laughs> and letting Henry live. Cause, yeah. you know, but, but if Sophia had died and come out of that barn, you know, it wouldn't have propelled us into the whole Shane killing her and everybody like, I can't believe you, you know. Uh-huh, yeah. So... Okay. Thank okay. you. All right. So you that was that was your answer pretty much. Absolutely. Well. Okay. Very good. So we're kind of in agreement so far? A little bit. Don't get too happy. Don't All get right. too happy. All right. Here we go. What is Morgan struggling with? I have a very hard time making sense of what his struggle is. So almost to the point where I mentioned in a, a recent post I wrote that he seems to be you know, when he's arguing with Carol or arguing with Rick, you know, it it almost seems like he's really just arguing with something in his head because I can't I can't make sense of it. What's his point? <laughs> OK, so what I what I'm going to say first is his point is, is that he's getting ready to transition to fear the walking dead. Yeah. Yeah. So that's his main point. Right. OK. The other half of that is that uh, I think that he is really struggling with the fact that he's become a little evil, and now okay. and now he can't go back from that. And I think that uh, that is pushing him over the edge. That now he is he ha he has to kill. And I think that he's become that type of machine that he never wanted to, and he has yet to accept that that who that's who he is, and it's killing him, literally killing him inside. Okay. Okay, so you think that he he struggles because he can't stop be somewhere in the middle. It's it's one extreme or the other for him. He can't stop killing at this point. Okay. If you if you are evil, he's going to take you out. There is no, "Oh, let's talk about it. Oh, I'll do better." It's you're gone. Well, what about the fact that he he says he doesn't save people? And Carol points out, "You saved me when I left Alexandria." And Rick's like, "You saved me. I was a stranger." How does that argument make any sense that he can't save people? Because something has snapped okay. and he killed. He didn't mean to, but he had to 
he had to commit a murder, according to him, in order to save people that he loved. I'm not talking about Carol or uh, Rick. That's not what I'm talking about. Because okay. when he did those and he saved them, Morgan was at a different place. So where Morgan is now, he had to kill. He made the kill. And now what's happening is he can't stop. He can't stop because when he got that stick and had got trained and all of that, his whole thing was, I'm not committing any murder. You can do this. I don't have to kill you. He let wolves go. I mean, he was trying. Mm -hmm. He committed murder. I mean, originally my answer to my own question was going to be still, I I don't know. I can't make sense of it. Um, But I do agree with a lot of what you said that he just can't find his spot in the middle and manage it it's it's you know there's two extremes um but still my i think that's a good point and then i think you know just psychologically there's something that's just really troubling him and that maybe he can't even really voice it or explain it but clearly he's off somehow and not and not coping um and i just I just I wonder if he can't even put it into words himself that that we would understand. Maybe that's why it just seems to not make sense. But um, but yeah, I do believe that it, it's all pushing towards his crossover. But um, I'm, I am struggling. It's a little much. It's a yeah, little I'm, much. I'm struggling with making sense of it. So. Mm. All right. So the big elephant in the room. What is your helicopter theory? Why the heck? I mean, this time it wasn't even an accident. This time we had Jadis with her suitcase back, ready mm-hmm. to throw up some flares. I mean, there was literally a helicopter in there that we all saw. So it wasn't a figment of our imagination. It wasn't, um, you know, we hadn't had enough to eat. Everybody saw that helicopter. Yeah, yeah. So what what is your helicopter theory? What what is this? I, I don't have a great one. My only guess is that. Maybe there is some other community that the trash people knew about that they were keeping secret from everybody else um, that that uses that, that landing pattern. Maybe they had some type of trade agreement or something. Um, but, but even that doesn't make a lot of sense because if they had any no. rela- prior relationship with that group, then they, they would have recognized her there or, you know, known that people could be there it, it it i really that's another one that i really struggled with um it's it's curious it's interesting like i'm anxious to find out what it is but it's also really hard that i can't like really make any valid theory None. you can't make any uh-uh. it's like and and the thing is being, how do you know it's coming but they don't know about you you know but she did have a walkie in her room I was wondering what that walkie was for. But also, okay, so there's a helicopter that just pops in there. If you knew, if you knew to come in that general area, mm-hmm. and I know they must have said throw a flare, but it seemed like you would have still come down at least a little bit. But and I guess you're thinking maybe walkers might come attack the uh helicopter or something i don't know but she couldn't get the flares off and then you just kind of circled a little bit and then you left yeah i I don't i don't know i don't know and i know that they are probably they being the wonderful walking dead uh writing staff is probably going to end that question mark at the end of the season we are not going to have a resolution to that 
you think it's still going to be part of a cliffhanger situation? Is that what or you're saying? Or it's not going to reappear until next season. Oh, oh, gosh. That would be hard. I mean, I really do want to know now. They've really piqued my interest with it. So. I, I can't. I just, I was like, is that really a helicopter? And, I, and the fact that Negan saw it too, we know that helicopter was there because he asked mm -hmm. an additional question like, what was that? Mm -hmm. She didn't say a word. Okay. All right. Well, my next question for you is where do you think Gregory is? Hopefully in a ditch. <laughs> With his sorry self. <laughs> yeah. Gregory needs to get got. He knows he's, I, you know what? Gregory literally is probably running and has a little shaft somewhere, little little shack somewhere that like, has <laughs> wine and cheese all stored up. <laughs> oh, man. Gregory is in so much trouble right now. It's not even yeah. funny. Them, those walkers are probably after him. He's probably up in a tree somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he really has nowhere to run. I mean, no, he's, no he's one wants checked him. off everybody. Yeah, yeah, he's broken uh, ties with with everyone. But do you, do you think he's surviving out there? Yes, yeah. unfortunately, with I, his I, cheese and wine. He certainly <laughs> thinks he deserves that. I think Gregory is, is somewhere. He holed up somewhere, but no, I don't think he's dead. That's I, um, I actually thought about him a couple of times last night because when they were looking for Henry, I was like, wait a minute, what if he's with Henry? Like, what if Henry has been protecting Gregory somehow? Right. <laughs> you know? Because that's um, how it would be because Gregory yeah. would push Henry out like, woo! Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, run. Totally. <laughs> so that, but that didn't turn out to be the case. And then I thought when Negan stops the car, my first thought was, oh, he found Gregory. He's picking up Gregory and he looks really rough. But then other people started theorizing about another person that could be on the side of the road that Negan found. Um, so do you think who that's is a that? Who, who is that? They think it's Laura. The yeah, savior that and, the savior. and then once I heard no, that, I that, thought the same thing, and and that means he's about to have two beheadings. Mm -hmm. I thought the same thing. Yes, yeah, some stuff's going down fast. So I, yeah, at first I thought, oh, that's where Gregory is, and then other people commented on Laura, and I was like, oh, that makes more sense. But it still it could be Gregory. Um, it's you know what is Laura, and uh, like I said, yeah, Iman, your time is up. Time is maybe up. maybe. Maybe. Well, his time's up based on what he learned from through Jadis and, and Rick about that community. And then if it's her, then Dwight's time is up. If he we're, But we're her. assuming that Negan is going to be able to get control of the saviors again. Yeah, that is that is an assumption. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I have, I know, okay, so I have another question. <laughs> Why is Negan still alive? <laughs> <laughs> According to, oh! That's, <laughs> that is, that's, I'm That's sorry, really the elephant in the room right there. Why is why is Negan still alive? I'm not the only one that wants to know that because this is ridiculous. <laughs> he, I mean, he can talk his way out of a paper bag. I mean, I'm, apparently, that bat would not have stopped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. not with you. That's for no. Sure. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know this hold he has over people, and he just finds these these details and these emotions and these things way to ways to tap into people and right. and, and turn them so okay i, I just know. had to ask it. it was okay i'm done no i had to kind of like what is going on here 
uh when he's fully dressed again with his jacket and about to walk away or drive away i was like what 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 just happened here i mean you can't help but ask that what just happened here um yeah no uh Mm-mm. <laughs> so he okay, was, well, he obviously has nine lives. <laughs> just that's what he says. Yeah, yeah. So it's, but you know, a lot of I've heard a lot of chatter on the internet and on podcasts and everything this week about how is he looking compared to Rick now. I think we're going to get into some of that with Cynthia's questions, but um, yeah, as much as we don't want to see him, mm-hmm. except for except for Jan. Our friend Jan definitely wants to keep seeing him. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just, wait a minute. He's not looking quite as bad as uh, the Rickster at this point, in my opinion. So it's it's hard to watch that Rick going through that. But I think we're going to get into that in a minute here with Cynthia's questions. So, but yeah, he walked away pretty much unscathed. All right. Um well, let's let's hit on Cynthia's questions because we just got all these great questions in front of us. So, Tracy, who is Cynthia? You keep saying Cynthia, Cynthia, Cynthia. I I reminded everyone that she was our co-host several weeks ago. Yes. She is a member of the TWD Ultimate Fan Facebook group. Ooh, which is accepting membership. Go ahead. Accepting membership and giving out prizes, might I add? Yes. So check it out. Um, and she's our personal friend of, of both of ours. And what was that thing she said, which I just love? Like we don't have that here. Remember we were talking about people oh, behaving, people behaving and not talking back. And and she was like, yeah, we don't have that here in her house. So I think she would be a good leader because she would say that we don't have that here. Yes, it's just I, agree. I, I love that. So, um, so that's our Cynthia, and she submitted like gosh like four questions or something really really cool ones so she says we finally got to see why jadis had on a white gown do you think jadis purposefully left the gun and stuff near negan because she really did not want to kill him dun 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 is that a possibility to me no no i don't i don't want to believe that i, I want to believe so. i want to believe that negan scooted like he was trying to, he was trying to get away, and yeah. Jadis didn't realize that he could scoop the way that she had tied him up. I, I, right. I really believe that Jadis was going to kill him for decimating, from what she believed was his fault for decimating her whole. Okay, and I, I kind, I agree that I don't think she really even subconsciously planned it that way. Um, and this will be my pun for the night. I think she had too many irons in the fire. Dun, dun, dun. Ba-da, ba-da, boom. <laughs> she, you know, she was trying to get the helicopter. She was trying to make sure she was packed and ready. She was trying to, you know, get him and going to burn Lucille. I mean, I, th- I think she had too much going on. that she j- And she was emotional. She was clearly very, still very yeah. emotional. But I just don't think she covered everything. I don't think she managed to think about every detail. So no, I, I don't either. She was waiting for the helicopter. Mm. Yeah. So I think there were just too many, too many distractions. But that is a very interesting question. Um, do you have the questions pulled up? Can you ask number two? Yes, I have them pulled up. And she, the next question Cynthia wanted to know was, do you think Rick would have killed the escaped saviors if he had read Carl's letter? 
Uh, I think she's uh, onto something there. I, I think it would have been a, a his mindset would have had would have to have been different if he had freshly read, assuming what we think is in the letter. You know, we were assuming that it's more stuff about, you know, stopping the fight and getting along and you know having humanity again. So I would think that would have to affect his mindset. Um, I don't know that he would have. Hmm, I don't know that would have changed it completely, but I think he would have considered some other options. Okay. I, did. I think you? Uh, I think that he still would have killed them. I think he still would have killed them because he would have still been in so much pain over the loss of his son. Okay. Uh, so I, I do, I do believe he would have just said, you know, he would have read it, internalized it, but it still would have been too fresh. Because Carl technically just died. And mm-hmm. so um, I do. I think he still would have killed the saviors. Okay. All right. That's a good point. Good, good interesting perspective. All right. She says um, she couldn't believe that Rick lied to them. It made her sad when the wounded savior said he wasn't lying. That he, you know, that he, they would have come back and tried to contribute. Um, do you think the savior that killed Henry's brother got what he deserved? That would be Jared. Right. What do you think to me? Absolutely. You know <laughs> not to ask me that. Yeah. In fact, his death wasn't gruesome enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, so, it was, that was yeah. a long time coming. He yeah. had too many free chances. And the fact that with all that going on, everything going on, the whole situation, and what he really wanted was a sandwich. Mm-mm. No. Right. Jared. Really? (laughs) No, he got exactly what he deserved. A sandwich, I was like, okay, no, he, yes, he got exactly what he deserved, and I wish it had been a little more gruesome, even though that was kind (laughs) of, it was, it was pretty horrifying. He was like, let go, he was like, no. (laughs) Even up to the bitter end, though, he thought he had the jump on Morgan, holding that stick over him and stuff. He just, and that's what ultimately brought him down was his cockiness, you know, because one swift kick away. And then it's like, nope, sorry, you're toast. Literally toast. toast. <laughs> Toasted sandwich. Toasted sandwich. <laughs> um, but I will say, yes, he got what he deserved. But the actor who plays him also got what he deserved. He got a spot on the couch on Talking Dead. And I thought that was really cool. Yay! Um, Josh Michael, who plays, um, who played Jared, he's our, he's a hometown guy here in Atlanta. And so we're super proud of him, a super nice guy. And I was really excited to see him. And he had to keep it under wraps. He knew and he had to keep it under wraps. Oh, okay. um, And I, I, you know, a couple of things I've seen him write about and talk about is that I think that was pretty emotional, that exit. I mean, because it was a big exit. I mean, he he had been on the show. um, For a while. Yeah, back in the fall of 2016. Wow. At the beginning of... uh, season seven yeah like this wow. that second episode the well or whatever um so he's, he's been there quite a long time and uh so that has to be hard you know to leave and um it was just he had a it was just a it was a big episode you know the it was emotional it was gruesome he got to do all those special and he effects. got the couch that's the most yeah. important and thing he yeah. got on the couch he got to yeah. fly to la if, unless he was already out there and he was on the couch on the couch yeah <laughs> right next to jadis so oh, oh. 
which I will make a plug for um, Pollyanna McIntosh right now in her fundraiser. She was wearing on the Talking Dead her Trash Queen T-shirt that she designed. It says it's Trash Queen. It ha- she's the T-shirt has her signature on it, and it's like Jadis's hairdo with a crown on the top. So it's a play on her, you know, being the leader of the trash people. And all the funds they can be. Um, you can look at her Instagram bio for the link, and all funds raised are going towards the Joshua Nolan Foundation in Scotland for um, they do mental health counseling, awareness, suicide prevention. So it's a really good cause. So. Um, just put that plug in there that you can check out. You can get a t-shirt or a sweatshirt and it comes in black or white. You can, there's some good choices. So it, it's a, I think it's a really cool looking design. So good for her. Um, all right. So yeah, Cynthia, Jared got what he deserved. And, and, and to me, she, she's just ready for even more. So. All right. Those were great questions. I think so. Cynthia, thank you so much for submitting them. Woo. We always welcome all questions. Keep them coming. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And please uh, be aware we will be having another giveaway that will only be posted on our Facebook page. And we give out some really cool prizes. Give them the name again of the page. You talking about the ultimate fan page? Is that the one you're talking about? TNT ultimate is, fans? Is that the one you're talking about? <laughs> That's the one I'm talking about. Which one are you talking about? <laughs> that one, folks. That one. Ah, and we can post a link on our Twitter too yes. to that page. And yes. So TNT Talk Podcast on Twitter, and we'll post the link to the Facebook page. Yes. Prizes, check it out. Yes. Um, all right, hit me up with your most explosive moment of the episode. I struggled with this one a little bit <laughs> to find the most explosive moment, but um, my most explosive uh, moment would have to be uh, finding Henry alive because I had to eat crow. Because yeah. I knew he was going to be dead. And I was like, what? Like, for no, for real. I yeah. was like, whoa. Yeah. So, yeah. That would have to be it for me. I loved that moment. I loved that reunion. I know there's a lot of, you know, people who yeah, like yourself, who didn't think he was going to make it, but I, I thought did. it was a really sweet reunion. I was pleased. So. And so was Carol. So was Carol. Uh, for me, I don't, I mean, maybe explosive, maybe it doesn't quite qualify, but I really, I just always am rooting for Rick. And so it just hurt me so bad to see him lie and use Alden's words totally against the purpose that he said them with. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he used those same words. But he used it as a lie, as a ploy, instead of for something good. And uh, it was it was brutal. And, um, yeah, getting that guy from the back and everything, I'm just like, Ugh. oh, you are going down the wrong road, my friend. I mean, I wanted him to escape and survive. But, yeah, that was that was painful for me. I don't want to see him becoming that person. I'm that person again. Ah, Rick. <laughs> yep. All right, so as far as rating the episode, we can give it between one and five sticks of dynamite, with five being the best. Uh, and I'm going to say I'm going to give it a, well, I would have given it something different after my first viewing. But then after my second viewing and digesting the episode, um, I think I'm going to give it a 4.33333. Cat. I didn't use different numbers though. I just used three. 
um i thought it was i thought it was good i did i i liked a lot of the callbacks i liked the stuff you know we talked about with sophia and henry and the similarities i loved that reunion i didn't like what rick did but it's certainly engaging television and you know jared got his due and um I liked a lot of the dialogue with Carol and Morgan and just thinking about a lot of the, where they've all come from and how they're getting to this point and how they're all handling it differently. Um, and I like a couple of the mysteries that are out there, even though they're a little frustrating, like with the helicopter and stuff. I, I, I like that we're, you know, getting hopefully closer to some answers about these things. So I, I, I liked it. We only have two episodes left. I know. Yeah. Of this season. Okay, I uh, gave it a 4.39264. Okay. So I I I was gung-ho to almost give it five sticks of dynamite and then <laughs> Negan survived and then uh-huh. the helicopter and then Henry popped up and then Rick <laughs> lost his mind. I was like, y'all are killing me tonight. So that's why we're at the 4.3. Okay. All right. We'll see where we'll go from here. Two more episodes. Yes. They could. We could hit five. You just never know. I'm hoping. I am hoping. I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm. I'm hoping we do not end on a cliffhanger. I, I would like there to be a little tease of something co- upcoming next, but I need some resolution for some of these storylines. Okay. You know how we hear if they kill Daryl, we'll riot. Yes. If they don't kill Negan. I'm riot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is supposed to be an all-out war. Mm-hmm. Somebody's needs to die. All right. She's she's thrown the gauntlet, folks. Boom. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So you can find us on Twitter at TNT Talk uh, Podcast. You'll find the podcast under so many shows on iTunes, where you will also find so many other shows um, covered. Lots to choose from there. Lots. Yep. Um, we'll post the the TWD Ultimate Fans Facebook site. Look for some giveaways. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're just kind of all over the place. So connect with us in one of those places. Uh, we would like that. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank and... you for listening. If you go to our Twitter page, you can actually see what we look like, too. Mm-hmm. Don't don't let us scare you away. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but you, you can see us there. Yep, she's about falling out of her chair. <laughs> You're a mess. Okay, uh, what would you say our agreement barometer was before we go tonight? On us, on us between one and five sticks of dynamite. With we were five. like four point five. We were yeah, it was a lot of agreement tonight. I don't know about this, Trace. We figure this out. Is it making you nervous? Do you think yes. I, do you think I'm starting to think more like you or you're starting to think more like me? Hmm. Guess what? That's gonna be our cliffhanger. That's our cliffhanger, folks. There you go. All right, we're out. See ya. Mm-hmm.